This is Eldritch Buds, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. What's up, Eldritch Buddies? Sitting at the virtual table with me today is... Scott. Sneaky, stealthy, and soaking wet. Cambrio Voss. Wills. Playing Zed. The Sorcerer. Speedy. The incredibly upset fighter bard showed. And Josh. Playing Jinxie, the Loxodon Druid, who never likes Savannah animals from the get-go. <laughs> and I'm your marriage counselor for this evening, Connor. Aren't you a Savannah animal? Yeah, but no, like other Savannah he's a woolly mammoth. He's a woolly mammoth. That is they the anti-Savannah. Yeah, yeah. Different uh, Inverse It's like a cold desert. Yeah, get your hemispheres right, Joe, you dumb idiot. Technically, it's in both hemispheres. Previously on Eldritch Buds, on the journey to Capilon, our heroes are attacked by a gang of gnolls and one mighty troll. After slaying the gnolls, the troll becomes enraged and destroys the boat, sending the shipment into the water. With some quick thinking by Cambrio, he manages to save 75% of the cargo from floating downriver. As hope dwindles, Zed, Jinxie, and Joe deal enough damage to the troll to scare it away thanks to some powerful spells and a massive robot <coughs> cannon. How will our heroes recover? Will they get to Capilon in time? Let's find out. Well, we pick up after getting slapped around by a two-headed troll <laughs> and his null friends. Wait to interrupt Mammoth Talk. Uh, <laughs> deciding on whether or not to chase the troll or to lick their wounds, we pick up with the group. Gentlemen, take it away. All right. Shut up. That went horribly. We clearly shit the bed here. This was an this was a joke. I've been in so many fights, and that was the worst one I've ever fucking been in. Football. What were you doing? Why were you floating in six foot deep water for the whole fucking fight? What the frick, bro? You then you slowly getting out of the water? Like, well, we're no, all still no, here. shut up! I'm not done yet. You shut still your mouth. Still in the water? This oh. is this is Cho time. You throw thorns on this fucking log, and then do nothing after that. What was the point of the like? What were you doing? I get rid of the thorns. No, I'm not done. This is shut up and listen time. Gamebro, you actually had a bright idea saving the boxes. Good job, dear captain. Hey, Mr. Fireballs over here. Why didn't you just set the log on fire? We could have just gotten out of there instead of having to deal with all this shit. I don't know. Anyways, I guess going forward... I'm going to have to be an asshole even more to so than I normally am. When it comes to fights, we're going to listen to me's, because clearly none of you has ever been in an extreme fight. So, here's the plan. We're going to get the boxes out of the water, and if we really want to go after that troll, maybe you two stealthy boys can go sneak it back from him. Because... And then me and Jinxie will just get the boxes out of the water. So that if another barge comes, 
it doesn't just destroy all of our goods. You done? The damn right I'm done. Jesus Christ, for uh, for a guy pretty quiet in the fight, you had a whole lot of complaining to do. You gonna bitch about us not fighting while you played fucking boxing match with a log? You want me to light it on fire? That would take like six hours to burn. We're not just gonna coast right through. You see the size of that thing? My God, Chode, for an idiot, I'm you're pretty pick, dumb. I'm gonna pick uh, Zed That's up. That's a redwood. Uh, I assume it's not voluntarily Zed, so if you guys want to do a contested grapple check, Speedy, you're going to do a strength. Uh, or sorry, you're going to do athletics, and Zed, you're going to do either an athletics or acrobatics to wriggle out. Alright. 23. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, 13. Zed is now wriggling around in <laughs> the arms of a large warforge. So I've just picked you up just so that we're eye to eye. Alright. Listen here. Sometimes the best fight is the one you don't in do. Because look at all of our merch. Look at all of our, the money that we now do not potentially have. Alright? Uh hey. Look, Joe, I'm not saying there's there's a terrible point to your idea, but for a loudmouth, you were quiet the whole time, and now you've got something to say, and that is what I have a problem with. You know what? I thought we were good after the lizard. The lizard, I seemed, we seemed pretty good. Oh, and I then mean, that lizard we were all was over a the place. friggin' joke. We was all over the place. The lizard was a joke? I almost got eaten and swallowed and digested. <laughs> you yeah, wouldn't you count did. that as a joke. <laughs> First, okay. First of all, send me down. <laughs> Look, yeah, you're no. big, you're stronger than me. Uh, no. Guys, <laughs> Cambria was still, he's still holding the rope with one hand and still <laughs> using his mage hand on the other box that's floating. I was, can we just, can we just get these first? As I don't want to pull rank because the boat's kind of gone, but I still feel like captain. Um, let's just get the boxes out. Chode, you've made some, some really great points. I hear you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little compliment sandwich here. Uh, I like the initiative you took. It could have been communicated better, but you then also stuck with your idea and I like that. Uh, but now, boxes out and we figure out where to go from there? Fine, I'll drop Zed. I'll go walk into the water and start grabbing some boxes. And Jinxie's doggy paddling over to the boxes that's being mage-handed. He's gonna go collect okay. that one. Uh, yeah, so Cambria's gonna open up a a one-person psychic chat with Chode and just be like, I just I just want you to know, I think you made some really good points. Uh, I just asked Captain, I can't be playing favorites so visibly, uh, but I want you to know you were hurt. Chode doesn't say any back, he's, he's pretty mad. Cambria wonders if he kind of messed it up and is awkwardly wondering if he sent it to the wrong person, but can't ask. <laughs> like, do you guys get a if you guys get a psychic message, just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, my friend did that. <laughs> my cat walked across my keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Someone took my my psychic powers as a joke. Yeah. I was at a party. Uh, so, so if you recall. Uh, there was about 12 crates in total that you guys began shipping, and throughout the course of last episode, through 
hijinks, destruction, and uh, troll theft, you're down three. The remaining nine, uh, a lot of them are in Cambrio's rope uh, trap. Oh, damn. One, one is smaller, being held by a mage hand, and uh, there's still one left in the kind of rubble of the boat. So you have nine crates. Uh, I will say that because there's no interaction, no encounter, that you can take them all out of the water pretty fucking easy. What are you doing with them? Load them up on the shore. I'm just gonna take one of my knives out and do like a little expert load, just kind of bang it in the top and pop them open. And just see if they, see what's inside, see if they need to dry and sort of actually realize what we're, what we're transporting. Sure, absolutely. So what I will do is, Quick second here, I have all the inventory here. Okay, so as mentioned earlier, many of the crates are kind of three by three by three feet, like kind of three foot cubes. Um, once you pop the top and you open it up, a lot of these boxes are kind of filled with hay and natural packing material, if you will. Um, but once you kind of rummage through, you are able to find that three of the boxes uh, contain small perfume and cologne bottles. Um, now the boxes are fairly large, but but each perfume and cl- uh, cologne bottle kind of has their own picture, almost like two decks of cards uh, in width, like a small wooden box for each of them. You can tell that these perfumes and colognes are very... Uh, high quality. The problem, though, is that in uh, some of the boat's destruction, not all of them are intact. So you can see a few of them have cracked uh, inside, so it's not a uh, perfect um, crate. Now, that represents three of the crates. So three of the crates have perfume cologne uh, in those small trader uh, boxes. Uh, The next few... Uh, we have two full boxes of silk scarves. So if you recall, Regale Lacroix was going through and rummaging through one of the boxes. One of those was uh, silk scarves. You can see that uh, intermittent within the uh, holding of those crates that they were crafted by Jasmine at the Bell Chateau. You have a large number of the boxes, essentially everything that's left aside from the small box looks to be like raw materials, but you're not sure what the purpose is or why these particular goods would be shipped together. You have like, uh, it's like a natural medley of smelling grasses and flowers and like bottled sap and- Like a potpourri kind of? Not like minerals, sorry, when you said natural... Correct. Okay. Correct, yeah, like, like um, yeah, natural meaning things that would be found on the acreages throughout the Erasmus estate, so, you know, flower petals. Lavender and, different, and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. D- like different raw materials for, if you were to guess, um, you know, if not perfume and clones and beauty things, perhaps potion ingredients, like things along that end. Um, that is the vast majority of what you guys have been bringing. Now, the problem with this is that the water damage um, is, you know, in these crates. So it's not all destroyed and completely unusable, but by the time you dry and kind of go through uh, the material here, 
it's probably half to 66% usable, uh, just because they were all waterlogged pretty badly. Uh, the last thing in your uh, kind of list of rundowns here is a small box the size of about a shoe box. Very, very dark uh, wood. And this is by far the most beautifully crafted crate. Like this is, if you were to guess, probably the thing worth the most in your inventory. This is the yes. thing I may chant? That was the thing mm -hmm. that you may chant. Yeah, yes. bye. The only thing small enough for you to make, and I wasn't even technically small enough. It up I could just prevent decision. it from floating away. <laughs> it had a bone thrown to me. Okay, so sorry. Continue with the description. The what's inside the box? Are you you're opening that box? Uh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm gonna try to. Is it is it easy to open or is it like nailed shut? Well, no, it's not nailed shut, but um. It's it's not a crate either, That's so I mean, is it like it's a not little... like you stick a. Yeah, it's it's like it's like it's latched and you can kind of throw it open like that, but um, it's different. Like, it, I didn't know if if you were to crowbar it open, like that would probably destroy the box. So if yeah, you're no, just if, if I noticed that this one would be like more or like it had mm -hmm. more of an opening, I assume the other ones are just like nailed shut crates. If this one's got yeah, like a latch, absolutely. I would just take the path of least resistance. Perfect. So you take the path of least resistance, open this sucker up, and you are met with um, a number of bundled black flower petals. Uh, like so, there's probably thousands of flower petals in here, and they're kind of bound by twine and other string, uh, with about twenty to forty petals on each uh, clove. If that makes sense, that's the word for okay. it. And uh, I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. Oh, yes. You're about to get hexed. That's a nine. Noted. Okay. Um, How do I feel? Uh, fine, okay. yeah. You don't... Nothing seems different. I don't feel better. I don't feel, like, really oh, peppy. God. You don't feel better. You don't feel worse. I don't feel like it's I could just really go out right now. Um, if somebody wants to do a nature check, actually, sorry, 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 pause. Uh, Cambrio, if you would like to do a nature check. I was going to ask if I could do insight check. or something. Uh, history, you said? Nature or history. Uh, that is good, but they're the same, so nature it is. 17. 17, okay, so you know that these are called onyx petals. Okay. O-N-Y-X. They are the color of what, what's the this is going to sound so dumb i'm so sorry you know that paint that is so black that it like resembles nothingness like they can oh wrap the one they do in the basketball it it's called like something something yes. black yeah it, it, it it's so black like right it almost looks like if you you know when you opened the box it almost looked for a half second like nothing was in there it wasn't until the light kind of caught these petals almost gleam like they are dragon scales or something. Like they have like a metallic look to them, even though in your fingertips they feel uh, like like petals. Um, aside from knowing what they are called, they are a very, 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 very rare item. Very rare uh, material found Lord knows where. Like it's crazy that uh, John Erasmus has a box full of this many and you do know that this thing is worth some 
money, that's for damn sure. Now, the problem is, it did take a little bit of water damage, and with a 17, even though it's really high, you're not sure what mixing water and onyx petals would do. You don't know if it would make it useless, you don't know if it would do I know what, not do that. Um, so when you say, sorry, are they just like another kind of potion ingredient? That's probably where what you would know it for. Okay. So in this kind of skeevy underbelly bars or kind of rogue hideaways that Cambrio would have had history in, you would know that certain onyx petals would be used in both poisons and antidotes. Okay. It would be used in, like, it's a uh, not common mixture, but it is a very reliable uh, compound when doing any mixing. Like, it's a very rare substance that can be used for a litany of different uh, requests, so... Okay. Um, so, you guys ever... Johnny, I didn't think you had it in you. I'm gonna, gonna show the box to the rest of the guys and be like, you guys ever seen these before? Uh, getting close enough to uh, look at what they are will involve a constitution saving throw from those individuals. So if you get close enough to the box and you want to take a sniff, it will involve constitution. Cambria holds it out invitingly. Jinxie walks up, oh, looks at it. Is this a disadvantage? Gets the uh, gets the trunk out and just starts sniffing around the box. Okay, Constitution saving throw with disadvantage, please, because it's super overwhelming with a the good sniff. It was like yours, Jinxie. Oh god, uh, it was, um, it's a Fanta Black. That was the that's what it was. 14. Fanta Black, sure, yes. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, thank you. Noted. Oh, no. We just have a terminal disease um, now. I really don't like where that's going. <laughs> Jinxie's going to pull out his magnifying glass and, and again, just try to get close and, and eye it down, see if that, uh, if, if he recognizes anything there in his in his travels. Uh, sure, with an investigation check. Is this the first time you're using your magnifying glass? I think so, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, w- with your magic item here, you uh, get nice and close. You can roll an investigation check with advantage. Um, but what I will say, just for a fun little uh, trade-off here, a natural one uh, will do a fun thing with the magnifying glass in the sun. I was just guess. Uh, yeah. I got an 11 and a 2, okay. but I rolled the 1, and it was plus 1, so... <laughs> Thank God for I the 11, man. I love Dungeons & Dragons so oh. much. Yeah, so you are enamored by the look of the it's like soft dragon scales essentially is what your eye is seeing the shimmering metallic beauty of this is like holy shit and and underneath the magnifying glass you are seeing things that probably not the naked eye can pick up on like there are kind of veins of purple and like shimmers of a yellow like on on different lights and you're just getting right up close to it and it's so beautiful oh and then so you see that the petals start to smoke a little bit as your uh, magnifying glass is now redirecting sunlight into the box. He rolled an um, he had advantage with the magnifying glass. He has... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Here, scratch, yeah. scratch SP. I wasn't actually going to destroy them. I was going to do something close, but with an 11, I'm sorry. I thought it was the disadvantage roll. Sorry. No, I didn't want the box cake that. set on fire for no, Good for catch. Good catch. No, it, it, it wasn't going to. Okay. I was going to do another con save for you, Josh. Um, yeah, sorry. Going back. Yes, so... Um, you do see those different types of colors in it. And as you're getting close to the, with the magnifying glass, it's not really giving you any extra insight as to what this might be. But you kind of get an understanding on, well, this must be a very special component. 
if it has these visual properties. Like there's there's almost like a an ozone like electric magic quality about them, even though it's not doing much. It's hard to explain. These are a, it's a very interesting component. Hmm, guys, this seems really weird. I've never seen anything like this. Anyone else want to take a look? Cambria holds it out to the other guys, kind of just, huh? Huh? It's anything in a box like this has to be pretty cool, is what that's an old thief saying. The cooler the box, the bigger the rocks. His head is, uh, still a little fired up. He's actually going to do the old shoulder tap on Shode. Um, it, it, kind of try and usher him away from the group for a minute. Just like a few steps, not like, uh, running into the forest. I think to him, just, if you need me, I'm here. I'll, like, turn and look at you and be like... I just hold, hold up one fist. <laughs> Show doesn't know. Are you, uh, are you obliging? Oh, right. Me? Sorry. Yeah. All right. Audio podcast. Listen, Show. Radio. I... I get the frustration. I... That was sloppy as hell. Everyone was doing a different thing. With the exception of what Jinxie was doing, I think any one of us was doing a good thing. There was a lot of different ways we could play that. We we tried to play it three different ways between the three of us, and Jinxie was doing a fourth thing. Um, so I'm not sure. Look, I got pretty heated when he came that strong, but... Uh, I, I get where you're at. We we do need a we need to start working as a team because clearly we're trying to work as a as a as a group moving forward here. But uh, I can't say I was I was loving the way you came at us there. Well, I'm used to you know everyone kind of holding their own shit. So when shit goes sideways like that, I get uh, very peeved. Yeah, hey, I mean. So. I, I hear it. Just, just know. I mean, I can't speak for the whole group, but I, I assume that uh, I'm right when I say, like, we got your back, man. We just, we're not mind readers. I think maybe Cambrio is. He's, he's a weird guy. So maybe, but, um, you know, we just, we just, we got to all talk to each other out there. You're right. I, uh, Part you know, of that is my fault. I, a bunch of bunch of guys start coming and taking shots at us. First thing I do is, is try and try and fend them off, right? I I didn't notice you were trying to move the log for for a while there. I was just trying to keep us all above ground. Yeah, I'm not normally the guy that does the talking. That's usually uh, Grimble's job. So he's kind of the mouthpiece, and I just go smash shit. So, I will do better communicating my uh, my plans. But uh, yeah, it was just agitation more hey, than anything. Trust me, no one likes getting uh, no one likes getting shot at. But, and uh, we we may I, have lost a ton of money, which isn't good. No, I I, I know we need that money to to get Grimble back too. So and we'll, save we'll learn it one way or another. Um, even if it means sending Jinxie into the gladiator pits and betting all of our money against him. Honestly, after that fight, we might just have to bet against him. 
world's biggest sandbagger. <laughs> I appreciate the talk, though. I'll, like, pat him on the head. That that probably hurt me, but I'm gonna... I'm gonna stand strong. Uh, it was a gentle pat. Oh, it was a gentle pat. Great touch. Yeah. Alright, uh, yeah, I'll do the old pat to the... I can't reach his head, obviously, so it's gonna be, like, a lower back pat. Um, and, uh... Oddly walk back towards the group and uh all right uh cambrio you've you've taken a look i assume at what looks most valuable we should probably start by prioritizing prioritizing that and throwing in the bag of holding and see what else we can carry oh uh again I've, based on my rough understanding of this bag i think we can pretty much at least squish all the scarves and stuff in it anything light we can definitely squish in here uh, and then we just, you know, maybe the glass, the glass can hit containers with even the crates and just carry those three. So, say we would set about doing that. And then Cambria's just gonna... I would say, just, just to make things easier for you guys, uh, Cambria, you would know that of the three crates that had the perfume and cologne in it, there's probably enough surviving ones to just have two crates. Okay. So, so let's, one full we'll crate just, is broken, yeah, we'll so toss. just to... First off, absolutely, boys, anything that doesn't look perfect, we toss. Quick question for the group. Uh, this is Cameron, you're talking now, Scott. Did anyone get a manifest? What? What is a manifest? Okay. Who's man's fist? You're about to get this man's fist. Um, <laughs> all right, so a manifest is, is a document for a ship that basically is like an inventory. It's, it's a list of everything that's on there. And if they never gave us one, who has the requisition piece of paper that Vetus is supposed to sign? Yeah, we had papers. Okay. Jinxie knows about papers. Uh, I think because whoever has that also has the the list of inventory so there is a in that package, okay. and nobody thought to look. Uh, yes. Okay. You know what? I'm getting some insight here that we did have a list, so we shouldn't just lie to them and tell them that this is what was sent. Um, okay. Uh, all right, we'll just ditch what doesn't look hey, good. Uh, and you know we've got we've got those Beaumont or Buton or, or that fucking town is. Uh, is there any way that we can alter that list? You guys are magical. Can you alter what is on said list, or is it? Apparently I, uh, good. I'm not magical, but I am a pretty decent forger. Who, uh... You're pretty magical, Ghost Knives. Who has the list? Cambrio looks back at the remains of the boat. <laughs> uh, uh, that was Captain's duty. Cambrio's gonna rummage around in his pockets until he finds the list that he assumes he must have as captain. I'm pretty sure you have it, Cambrio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you put it in the bag of holding. Uh, I'm so, just gonna rummage yeah. around the bag until I find the list. I'm gonna take a look <laughs> at it and, uh... I'm going to get up my little forgery kit, and I'm going to see if I can't change some of these threes into twos. Okay, sure. Um, so what I will say is if you're going to try and make it so that whatever you have left over is what the full order is, um, what I will do is uh, make me a sleight of hand or performance check. With my forgery kit? Um with your forger kit proficiency bonus, yes. Okay. Okay. 
So that's an eight. Uh, I'm gonna use my side bolstered knack, so I get to add a. Bam. Sorry, I'm just checking what the dice is. One psionic energy, so it's just another d6. So I gotta add a d6 to it. Go ahead. It's a two. Does that pass? So it's a <laughs> ten total. Ten total. A ten total. Yeah, I mean, listen. You write threes over the twos. Okay. Or sorry, twos over the threes. Yeah. Uh, it's. It's not terrible. Um, it's not your best work, but it's you know it's it, it looks done. I'm gonna I'm gonna splash some water on top. of How it bad does it look? Water damage the paper. So I can be like, hey, yeah, you know. Yeah. So now there's just splotchy ink kind of all over the page. Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's. That's Wait, done. Wait, it's the numbers. Uh, well, it looks like um, any piece of paper after fresh ink uh, had been written on it and then immediately dunked in water or sprayed with water, so you know, pretty pretty unlegible. I'm gonna go the digitation and just unsoil that piece Oh, of the paper. point was to make it illegible, then I could just say what it was whatever I wanted. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, what happened to I it? I fell say. in the river when the boat got attacked. They're gonna buy that because I fell in the river when the boat got attacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Do do you want? I just thought we could might might have been able to work together and make a cleaner forgery here. But by all means, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna clasp my my, my I think my second mate. I'm no, your quarter. I'm gonna clasp my quartermaster on the shoulder. I'm gonna. This is a quartermaster job. And I'm gonna give you this sopping wet, like ruined piece of parchment. <laughs> and I was oh, gonna yeah, turn around and go hang out with Joe. <laughs> you guys do the predator handshake. Fuck yeah. But with like this wet, it's how I give him the paper. Yeah. So he just slaps around his arm, paper gives him a little temporary tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah part of the manifest is not He's the manifest. It's like it's like yeah. a memento. V- Vetus's name is just all over your forearm. Dylan, prison break with the back tattoo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zed, show us the manifest. Uh, so Zed, what are you now doing with the sopping wet paper mache? Well, I already That's... pressed the digitation bits before the uh, before the the. Yeah, but that's just an illusion. It is still sopping wet. No, yeah, I that's... can I can unsoil it. I'm gonna soil it. Yeah. So how I'm picturing the unsoiling of this because it's it's hard. It's not necessarily like mending or anything. I'm picturing like uh like your hand turns into a Hoover. Uh, air, like blow dryer to like dry off these pages so it's like be- definitely better than what it was but there's still some smudging and still a little bit of dry water damage if that it's makes like, sense like but it definitely looks better than it's before. like paper yes. you like it's just dry paper after it's been wet like it's got that weird crinkly yeah it yeah you can tell that it was it had been spilled on but like the ink isn't as kind of sopping and it's a little bit easier to read but certainly not perfect like before okay so the four of you, yeah, sit on the riverbed going through the contents and the manifest. Is there anything else uh, that you guys have on the docket? I have a question about the, the onyx petals. Because you said yeah, he has sure. disadvantage with smell. So since I can't smell, do I still have to make a constitution save? No, you would not. Okay. But you didn't get close enough for me to no. make that dis- distinction. So Yeah. I invited you All guys. I, I held them out. I know. We were too busy arguing, okay? Open invitation. Mom and dad were fighting. 
Toad's obviously mom. I mean, I was mama bear for when Jinxie was that bear cub, so. Yeah, you it's true. Uh, it's your calling. Who would have thought Chode would be the motherly uh, present? He gives off mother's milk vibes. <laughs> Very much so. Absolutely. Yeah. That <laughs> uh, what's the plan, gents? We're going to head on. I think we're going to start getting our kind of fucking asses to Get Chode a box, give Jinxie a box for the two that we have to carry sure. still. Uh, so what I will say is, uh, this is the... That's something to uh, say to my crew. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to go ahead. All right, so I just want to say, all right, guys, I, it was not our best first experience as a crew. But there's a saying on the open waterways, you know, you haven't crewed till you've been screwed. So these are the kind of experiences that just, you know, form bonds and crewmates and brotherships and all kinds of ships. Uh, so, yeah. So I just think it's on the up and up from here on out. We're going to work on our strengths. We've got, you know, we've got Jinxie, who is a great dude. Love him. Idiot. Love him to death. Shut, shut, shut. Uh, yeah, we've got Zed, who I'm sure will be. He's got our, you know, he's keeping track of everything. He's doing all his little tricky skills. So next time we scrap, I'm just, that's your, I've got to think of a fighting position for a ship. Because I don't think ships have that, but that'll be you. So I'm going to workshop it. I'll come back to you. But I just want you to know that like, I, I hear you, and I got you, and then next time I'll just we'll come through it as a crew. In your head, you hear, goodbye, you hit, Goldilocks. So I'll keep going. And then I'm going to turn back to Jinxie and just like, <laughs> I really, again, I haven't figured out quite how you're helpful yet, but I just love spending time with you. Uh, and then I'm going to stop. All right, thanks, Cap. Um, hey, can I just say... Um, from a DM perspective, I'm pretty uh, conservative with my handing out of this, but I liked the way that you grabbed the reins there, Cambrio, as a leader. I'm going to give you inspiration for that rousing speech. DM inspiration? Ooh. DM inspiration. Damn, that's what DM inspiration is on the campaign. So that's is that advantage one. or is that just more dice? That is advantage. Yes. yes. Yeah, the way that he inspired Jinxie. Jinxie's a great dude. Jinxie's like, I'm never going to swim again. Not as a woolly <laughs> mammoth, you're not. We'll figure out something. Can I see if I can find okay. a crab? I must have misheard you. Does that word end in a P or a B that you just said? B. Okay, yes. Yeah, so uh, give me an investigation check. B plus two. That's a five. I'm going to use my advantage. Okay. That's a oh, natty ready? one. Oh, no. Um, you absolutely find a crab. Sick. Uh, you bend down to pick it up, and when you like look into it, it looks like this hermit crab shell has been vacated. And like you're, you you know pour it up and like look to make sure that it's empty, and a, bun- a little bit of sand goes in your eye. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's no, but there's no crab. Oh, no one's home. God. Right, we get. We'll find you some critter to turn into that can go in the water. I promise. But yeah, buddy, you're you're pretty hairy. It's just gonna waterlog. Like, you gotta get sleek. Yeah, I'm gonna be wet for days. It's gonna smell. Mm-hmm. I, I hope you mm-hmm. like that because it's gonna affect you worst of all. Good I'm Christ. I'm used to it. You used to being wet. 
Well, I'm used to the smell. I guess that's true. I don't know about you guys, but... The I, smell? I live I'll outside. Never get used to it. Thank God I don't have a nose and have to deal with your smell. We will find a way for you to smell. Don't worry. There's Jinxie's Ark. Chode will smell him. So, you the will Wizard smell of me. <laughs> get a custom Warforged nose. Yeah. That's Jinxie's mission in life. All right. Uh, so as I was saying before, previous to Cambrio's rousing speech, sorry, just SBIC, just give me two seconds here. Yeah. Uh, the initial trek was a four-day boat ride. You guys are on day three. This is just going to reorient where you guys are. Um, where you need to be tonight uh, was going to be another kind of four-hour boat ride. It's going to be about double that on foot, um, especially carrying these large crates. So um, it is kind of early to mid-afternoon, called around 1 p.m. So you can essentially reach, uh, uh, you know, almost Capilon by eve, and then you'll probably get to Capilon by mid-morning or early afternoon tomorrow if you were to kind of set out. All right, I think we are setting out. Venture forward. Sure, Choda, I see you. Yeah. So just to clarify for box sake, so we put the two boxes of scarves in the bag of holding, and then I believe so. There was like two out of the three boxes of like the raw materials that were still salvageable. I think everything that was three was basically two for boxes. Two yeah. after the water damage tax. Okay, and then we put. I assume we have the very valuable one in also in the bag. Yeah, I tucked that away. Okay, so then it's just four crates. Okay, you have four, you have four crates, two crates worth of silk scarves in the bag of holding, and then the onyx petals. Okay, I'm so like. I assume I'm carrying two boxes, and then Jinxie's carrying one, and then like Zed and I are carrying another Zed, one together. Yeah, yeah. Like the Ark Zed, of the Covenant. Yeah, Zed, <laughs> we get two. Yeah, we get two small trees and just. Okay. Yeah. Zed can carry his own box. He uh, okay, sick. Uh, Ch- Cameo's carrying nothing. I'm carrying the well, bag. You know, yeah, it's uh, the, the bag doesn't take any of the weight off. It does. Lead it's on, fifteen pounds. The, Let's go. The two weeks <laughs> of just soaking wet soggy buns in your pocket will probably weigh you down because i don't think you've got rid of those yet can you do you have mending yes can you mend my buns (laughs) i saw what you did to the paper toast my buns that was was so crispy that was different you want some toasty buns toast my buns that would be prestidigitation i can't toast your buns just fix it man all right, so Zed starts walking with Chode because I know Chode does it. Yeah, I slide the buns back into my pocket, sopping wet and all. Uh, yeah. So, what is going to happen is I need somebody uh, to roll me a survival check just to make sure that you can follow the path to where you need to go. Not here? me, because I've sucked tonight. Come on, I can roll. Do it, do it, do it. I assume you have a good survival. Let's just yep. follow your nose. Uh, if somebody wants to give them advantage, you can use the help action. I will help them. Yeah, of course. Okay. Here we go. Um, natural twenty. Hey-o! Hey! It's really me. impressive how Jinxie knows exactly how to follow the river. You know, like Jinxie just knows. Keep the river on my right hand side. Keep going north, and we should get there. And by God, Jinxie, you do it. You lead these people alongside this river for hours. And at some points you're thinking, 
Maybe we go left into the forest, but then you snap to it and you go, no, I know where I need to go. We need to follow this river. And you do. And uh, if you guys would like to do a kind of a montage of things that you talked about or, or topics to discuss or other things, we can do that now. Otherwise, uh, we can essentially fast forward and see where we end up by evening. I have a question probably best answered by Jinxie because I've been walking behind him as he... Uh... He leads us for terribly. Now. Terribly <laughs> is the answer to your question. You don't know the question. How bad does Jinxie smell? No, I don't oh. care about the smell. That is not worried with such <laughs> little things. No, we know based on the um, assless chaps that he has a tail. Yes. I would like to know: is this a tail that is fully furry? Is this a like a Pumba, like where it's like all bare with like a furry knob? What do we? What kind it's of like tail? A rat tail? Is it a fly swatter tail. It's, so it's like a, a like a bit of a rat tail, and then like this like poof at the end. So it's how long is your tail? Um, I'd like to say it's like not like like trunk length. It's not like six feet long. It's kind of like stumpy. It's just there. It's not like a you know spider monkey tail that I can you know. A foot long tail. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's a good old 12 inch of tail. So, would you say that your tail kind of looks like Marv from Home Alone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the poof at the end. Yeah. Oh. Before or after he's burned? You tell me it's your tail. <laughs> During. Yeah, During. Yeah. Mid burn. Technically, it's the uh. other burglar who gets burned. It's Joe Pesci. Oh. Oh. R.I.P. Joe Pesci's very much alive. Yeah. yeah I hope he has a nice rest. It doesn't say. have anything to do with death. I just hope that he rests well. We are off track here. Super of course nice. we're off track. We broke the boat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You guys are literally off track. So, Jinxie, okay, so- uh, as you lead as you lead your compatriots through the forest, um, is there anything of note that you want to be doing? So- so Zed's right behind me. Yes. Um, Jinxie just wants to start talking to Zed about the moon, but then just start like spitting just false information about it, just how what he thinks is oh, correct. Okay. And... Oh, yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, give us a few examples, then we'll we'll roll a, a deception to see how um, believable it is. So, have you ever looked up at the moon, Mister Zed? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh. D- did you know that is where my kind comes from? So before I roll this uh, insight check, uh, can I roll a history check? Um, to see what I know about Loxons? For, for funsies, let's do this no. straight up first. Yeah, uh, Josh, please roll a de- or Jinxie, please roll a deception check. Okay. Wills, please roll a insight check. Actually, I guess I, I really shouldn't have to roll history. Jinxie's, I, oh Jinxie's been Alf this whole time. A natty one on deception. Let's see on the yeah. hmm. That'd be a nine. Yeah, you know for a thousand percent fact that Loxodons <laughs> do not come from the moon. Um, okay. Uh, nice try, Gonzo. Wow, Jinxie, how did you uh, how'd you get here? Well, as, as my great elder always used to say in the tribe, we fell from the skies, and that's what makes us so special. So you're like you're like rain. Uh, like rain, yes. Never, never thought about it that way. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. 
Can I hear this? Or is this like a... Uh, y y yes, you absolutely hear you this. You sure are special. <laughs> oh, why, th why thank you, Mr. Cho. That's so nice of you. <laughs> You're welcome, Dumbo. Cambrio's just in the back. Uh, he's kind of got part of the... The captain's log is, for canon, like a seven-foot log. So he can only pull, like, you bits of log. it out of the bag of holding at a time. Uh, yep. So he's just writing the day's event, like, really great captaining today. I think everyone's friends again. Uh, <laughs> it's nice having my boys back together. Uh, really, again, you know, sun is shining. Pink sky at night, sailor's delight. Side, Captain Cabrio. P.S. Our boat's destroyed. P.S. Am I a captain without a boat? <laughs> yes. It's about what's inside you. Bloodlines. <laughs> Have we seen any animals along this, like, trek? JG's never seen an animal in his uh, life. Yeah, so why don't you guys give me an investigation, perception, or animal handling check to see what creatures you see along the way. Seven. 17. 13. Uh, so essentially, Jinx, are you going to roll? Or? Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, I we're like, we saw a lot of animals. He's like, what? <laughs> we did? Uh, 24. Oh, we okay. saw every animal. Crabs. Um, yeah, so you guys see a number of different forest animals. You know, your classic squirrels, owls, rabbits, you know, the nice Chipmunks. kind of... Uh, yeah, some chipmunks here. Um, what I will say is, Jinxie, as you were in the lead, though, um, you know, keeping a keen eye and making sure that the river is on your right, uh, you do see two very interesting animals with a 24. So, Jinxie, as you are uh, leading this group through the forest uh, for the next several hours, like, it's probably been, like, six, seven hours of walking through these crates and everything, yeah. Uh, at one point... The rest of you kind of just see kind of a splash and a shimmer in the river. Uh, but Jinxie, you for sure see a giant octopus. Oh my god. In the river. It seems peaceful. It doesn't attack you by any means. It actually looked scared uh, when it notices, noticed you. But there is a strange thing inside you that unlocks that you feel like now that you've seen this creature, uh, you can probably wild shape into it. Um, Dang, this railroad's not even you underground. Also, <laughs> you also see um, on the horizon across the river, about 60 or so uh, meters from your position, uh, as the sun begins to set, a pack of giant hyenas as well. Very similar looking to gnolls, but they are not on their hind legs. Um, they also kind of scampered off and yelped. Uh, they weren't interested in attacking. But you do see those two animals, aside from the run-of-the-mill forest creatures that would be uh, evident on this journey. Jinxie's going to freeze. About... Sorry, uh, Just freeze right when he sees the pack of giant hyenas and, like, mm -hmm. hold Zed back and say, Oh, I never liked them. Stay back. Can you see them over there? Can I see them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, was... I would say yes. Once he points it out to you, it's easy to see them on the horizon. Uh oh. Wow. What do you what do you got against hyenas? They they run so fast. They yell and laugh at you all day. I've never liked them. 
in all of my run-ins with them. Chasey, doesn't that sound like, like fun? Mm, no, but... Laughing but and running fast? It's not a good laugh. It's, it's a laugh of horror. And they bite. Ooh. Did say he doesn't like savannah Jesus. animals. You're, you're a, you're a druid, obviously. Mm, yes. And and from what it seems like, you're pretty proficient with your your wild shape. Hmm. Pro- proficient? I I guess so. But but what what do you mean by that? I mean I mean you're really good at turning into bears. Yeah. Have you ever thought of turning into something other than a bear? Like, like a, a hyena, for example. You, I, I mean, you could be the first hyena with a great welcoming laugh. I don't like the hyena. Oh, okay, okay. Um, what about what about other animals, Jinxie? You, you are you are born in in the moon. You rain down upon this moon. world. You have to have come across no, more more creatures. There's not many creatures on the moon, from what I hear. Just us. No, just us. Yes, but, but Jixie, you've been here for a while, right? Jixie, I mean, you're you're from Deer. You you've you've traveled from Deer to Tidalbrook throughout the land. How, I'm sure you've seen dozens and dozens of animals. I, I've seen lots, yes, but I have never had a need to be anything other than a bear. I psychically linked to Jinxie. What I'm gonna say when you're walking through town, or not to a to to a chode? Sorry, not to Jinxie. This is just in my snarky text group with him. (laughs) In the side group. I've only known you for a little bit, but I mean, when we were in town, we probably could have went with something a little less uh, obvious than a than a bear. You know, something a little smaller, a little. Oh. Less noticeable. Yeah. When you were in the water, struggling to swim, why not turn into a, a great big fish and, and move around quickly throughout the waters? Or he could have stood up. That's in the mind link. Behind you guys, Camryo just silently just like slaps his leg, just like a... And just throws his head back a little bit. You, I guess you're right. I've, I've never thought about it that way, and... And when you know, I, I think you you are a, a very special person, Jinxie, and I just I I see a lot of untapped druidic power in you, and I think you know maybe as we get to know each other a little bit more from one magic user to the next, we can really work with each other and try and own our crafts here. Ah, help! That would be great. We can help each other, and then I. Jinxie's gonna kind of take his his trunk and sort of wrap it again around Zed's like arm and wrist, <laughs> and then just That's keep like walking. How is yeah, but then like kind of like holding his... Ho- holding his hand and then just keep keep walking. With <laughs> like how elephants okay. hold and each other's actually... tails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so goddamn cute. I hate it. No uh, it's actually just path. at this. It's just at this moment, right after the sun has set. It's been about an hour of walking time, kind of post sundown. Uh, that you actually see a man uh, working on something on the side of the riverbank that you are, and about a hundred or so feet past him is a large cabin on the water itself. As you approach this man, unless there's something that you guys want to do beforehand. Okay. Uh, as you approach this man, he is working on 
kind of like a, it looks just like a lever that he's pulling and, you know, tugging. On the river, this is a very wide mouth of the river uh, where this cabin sits. And you can see that there are a number of trade ships, very similar to the ones that you guys just had destroyed, that are now kind of parked uh, in this uh, docking area of the cabin. Uh, but from where you guys are, walking past this individual, he goes, Hello there! Are you staying the night? Uh, are we? Uh, that depends if we can possibly... Are any of these, uh, any of these sh- ships heading upriver? Anything needs to head back to, to Capilon? Uh, that's a great question. I, I think most of them are going up to Capilon, but uh, there might be a few that are going down south. Uh, you'd really need to talk to the owners. Uh, they're, they're mostly lodging in, inside. Okay. I'm just the man who collects the tolls if you if you do decide to, to crash here tonight. Okay, but so if we and, uh, how don't... Much... Uh, you just said everyone's, everyone who owns these boats are inside lodging? Uh, that's right, and I'm in charge of undocking them from the dock with this here. Uh, I'm going to pass this on to my... First off, Captain Cambria. Nice to meet you. Hold out a hand and shake his hand. Oh, Captain, that's so... Wow, that's... Yeah, I know, it's... That's uh... lovely, and, as, and as, as he's shaking your hand, he's like, and that's just so wonderful that you have a... a, a nice, loving, open relationship behind you of a, of a woolly mammoth, and <laughs> that, you know, whatever... I just, I love... I'm a big fan of love, and, you know, holding hands in the open like that is just so heartwarming to see, and it's just, you know what, kudos to you. I, me and my husband at home love... Any story of, of, of love conquering all. So, you know what? That's just chef's kiss. Thank you. And he looks at Zed and Jinx and he kind of just does like a. Cambrio has been just been slowly shaking his hand this whole time and then panics when he does the chef's kiss and turns it into the little like French, like, like little two little cheek kiss. He's just, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'm going to turn this over to my quartermaster. Uh, just see if you've got any logistics or lodging questions. And I'm just going to kind of gesture to just over to Zed. Yeah, so I'm gonna kind of let go of Jinxie's uh, trunk here. Not that I was ever holding it. I'll just kind of wriggle it so that he releases me. Oh, uh, how dare you end that true love? <laughs> and uh, walk over to uh, to the gentleman. Did he say? Did he say his name? He has not. Okay. Hi. Uh, good evening, Zed. And I'll stick out my hand. Nice to meet you, Mister Zed. My name's Craig. Craig, nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, we're just kind of we're, we're passing. K R A Y G, Craig. Oh yeah. Sorry, I cut you off there, but people it? always assume that my name's spelled a certain way, and it just really pisses me my off. My dad's name was actually spelled that way. K R A Y G. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of a single other spelling. That's I know, right? To me, it's that's right. That's that's right. That's weird. Anyone would have an issue with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the four of us, we kind of ran into some boat troubles of ways back and, and yeah, I mean, we've never, we've never been through here, but, uh, what, what does it cost to, uh, to spend the night? We're really looking to get into Capilon as, as soon as we can. Well, I mean, if you keep walking down the river, you'll be there by, hmm, probably tomorrow at midnight at this, at this rate. Uh, if you lodge, it's a few silver for, uh, you know, each head. Uh, a gold per um, uh, per large shipment that you guys have, and one, two, three. I mean, it would be about four gold to uh, to keep all your stuff um, overnight secure. 
Um, other than that, uh, there's a warm, warm meal, warm bed inside, and uh, you might even get lucky and be able to ride with one of the uh, boat owners uh, in there if you do have any uh, ship troubles. And you know, sorry to see that uh, that's the case, Captain. A man named Raquel Lacroix gave us some real trouble. And I'm just gonna. I don't know that I know. I'm that just name. saying, keep an eye out. He's a shifty one. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the heads up, my friend. All right, Craig. Well, I think uh, we'll take you up on uh, your most generous offer here. If we could, uh, if the four of us could could lodge here this uh, tonight and and keep our stuff here as well, that would be that would be just great. Yeah, absolutely. So here, uh, and he, uh, if you're gonna pay him, it's gonna be four gold, four silver. Can we have a quick little psychic cuddle up. I got it. You may. Yes. All right. Uh, can we just get, get talk to my crew for a second here, Craig? Just, you know... Uh, yeah, you, I believe as captain, you, you, you have exactly. control of Exactly. I'm just, yes. just going to ask for a, a moment here, please. Uh, to help yourself, just, uh, you know, relax, enjoy, go back to your lever. Um, kind of shuffle off, and it's going to be the... Actually, not the psychic. We'll, we'll, jinx, we'll talk to everyone. Let's just ask what time he goes to bed. Or figure it away. And let's just take a moment. Uh, Gabriel, it's... It's only four. It's only gonna be a difference of a, a few hours. I will get there tomorrow at midnight. I just want to take a boat, or we could we see if we buy a boat. We'll get there tomorrow at midnight if we walk. That's true. If we take a boat now, yeah. we get there real fast. Yeah. Take a boat tomorrow morning. But we'll also be exhausted, slow. and I think everyone's yeah, kind of banged I'm up. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty wiped after that. I honestly wouldn't mind it. Look, I don't think we're going to be able to negotiate too well if we show up groggy, soaking wet, stinking like shit. Um, it might be beneficial for us to get a little bit of sleep, freshen up, get Chinksy a fucking bath. Uh, he's staying and, outside. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. Well, <laughs> the two lovebirds can uh, can share a room. No, Zed's also staying outside. You can hear, you can hear uh, Craig go, we, we do have honeymoon suites. Sorry, don't mean to be eavesdropping. Can you hose them how, out How after? much for one of those? How much for one of those? Joke, uh, you know, yeah. as much as you know what, guys, normally I'm supposed money. to charge, normally I'm supposed to charge five gold for the honeymoon suite, but I just love love. Uh, you guys can have it for the single gold and I'll give you the upgrade, you know, shit here. I would ask Craig, is there a second honeymoon suite? Uh, unfortunately, there's just one, but there is a presidential suite. Uh, is there a captadential suite? You know what? There is. He's got this like sm- sly smile. There is. I'm interested. Do you I want do. it? How much for the for the? No 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 no. I want it. Just, just pay the man. And I just wave off Chode. Uh, are you sorry? Uh, uh, was that? Is that are you trying to like persuade him to like give it to you? For oh free? no, I just don't care. I want the captadential room so badly that I was leave it to him and Cho okay, to negotiate it's an, it's an, to figure it out. I'm not. It's, I don't care about the it's price. A, it's a three. It's three gold a night instead of one, so it's it would be six gold, four silver for this whole transaction. So I'm gonna hand the one gold for the honeymoon suite, and I'll cover the silver for everyone. Um, but these guys are on their own if they're doing some weird captadential suites. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll pay for the 
Because I got all that money from John. So That's what we're rolling with. That's my portable ATM. Yeah. So. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Sure. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you so you pay him. He gives you like these little uh, tickets, essentially. Like one uh, has uh, a captain like sh- shipping hat on it, and that's obviously the Captainential Suite. There's just a normal uh, bed and bl- or pillow and blanket ticket. That's showed. That's your room. And then there's a big red heart uh, signifying the honeymoon suite, and uh, it comes in like a, a heart shape with an arrow through it card. Perfect. So sorry, I'm. Uh, yeah, you I'm just bring that. You just bring that inside. Yeah, you, uh, you just bring that inside. You present them with the tickets, and uh, you should get some free drinks and free uh, meals with with that included. Sorry, so I'm paying five gold because it was six and four, right? Six and four. Will did one yes. gold into the silver. Yeah. Okay. Um, he does actually say, because you guys are doing the storing as well, that uh, if you leave the crates with him, there's a side shed that he can kind of just put your stuff in and then just come see him in the morning to get your stuff and you can kind of leave okay. it at that. I, I finally let go of Craig's hand because I have been still just shaking it this whole time. <laughs> You've been shaking it this uh, whole time? And then I'm just going to teeter off away. with the crew, wave goodbye to the lovebirds. Uh, let's go get some rest, rest up back at it again in the morning it's a crew boys and I'm just gonna teeter off to bed what uh, what time is it right now Mr. DM um, I would say bed. it's about 9 or so p.m. Okay. Zed's gonna go into the hall and uh, for wherever they're serving food whatever common area there is uh, yeah, so what I will say is just to finish painting the picture, initially I thought you guys might be coming from the water, but because you're coming from the land side, as you approach the front side of the uh, tavern, you do see, um, like like there are river like trade ships on the water side, there are a bunch of um, carts uh, at the front. Like You can assume people that are taking the land path have their kind of trade um, cargo on that. Uh, none of them have horses on them anymore. They look like they've been stabled. Uh, and some have cloth tarps over. Some are completely boxed in uh, and wooden. But as you enter the front doors, uh, you can see that uh, the bar area is kind of... Um, yeah, so inside this cabin, there's like a lively atmosphere. Um there is a medium-sized bar in the middle of the floor plan and a stage with a performing dwarf bard singing a tune on stage. Um, he has the aid of, like, small bursts of, like, magic lights dancing around him to, like, make it look cooler. Uh, there are some tables between the stage and the bar and the side that you're entering from looks to be, like, an open area for, like, dancing or other activities. There's not a ton of people in the bar, there is a bartender who has a shaved head and two stubby horns protruding from the forehead. Uh, looks to be a tiefling, but it has like a non-vibrant coloring on the skin. Like some tieflings you've seen before are red-skinned or blue-skinned. This one is just kind of um, uh, tan. Um, there is a halfling family of five that sits at a table trying to keep it together with three young kids. And you can see like they hate, they hate this. Uh, the kids are kind of crying and like some of them are watching the bard, but it's just, this is their first time out in public after having uh, kids, and this is, this is bad. 
there are a few other individuals in the bar as well, just to paint the scene. Um, there is a um, figure in a blue robe enjoying a meal at the bar who is watching the dwarf on stage and kind of laughing anytime the dwarf does something comical. Uh, as well, there is a half-orc at the bar, but he looks less than interested in anything other than his ale in front of him. Um, you can also tell that like every once in a while, people that are staying in the rooms up top um, you know, come down to do certain things, but these are the individuals that are kind of enjoying the show right now. Um, so that kind of paints a picture on what is inside this area. Uh, they do say the bartender uh, introduces themselves as Lou, and they ask if you are joining uh, joining them for a meal and a drink, or if you guys are going up to bed right away. I will be saying after a meal and a drink. I would love some ale. I would love a glass of just goat's milk. Mm, good yeah, choice. we have that. Good, good choice. Jinxie stand for some food too. Perfect. Um, yeah, so they bring out, um, you know, some some soup stew, uh, like with like pieces of bread and stuff. It's not the most elaborate meal ever, but it's a nice warm stew that you don't have to pay anything for because it's included in your uh, meal price. You also, or they also bring a uh, mug of water and either wine or ale, depending on what you want. Uh, that kind of comes with the price. Um, and if you want any additional ale, it's going to be more money, but uh, this is kind of what comes with your uh, lodging fees right now. So are we... So as... Oh, go ahead. Are we all sitting at a table together, James? All right. Uh, Zed's going to then go back up to the bar. Mm -hmm. I'm going to order uh, two, two pitchers of ale, if they have such a thing. Uh, I'll bring them back. I'll set one in front of Chode, and then the other one kind of in the center of Jinxie, Cambria, and myself. Cambria just Perfect. continues That's to gonna sip be his one, milk. One silver, between, one silver between the two of those pictures, if you want to mark that off. What was that, Cambria? I just continue to sip my milk instead of going for the pitcher of ale. You need some okay. milk. Yeah, so you are enjoying uh, kind of the festivities. This, this dwarf part is fairly good. Uh, he sings a few tunes that some of you know, and he sings others that none of you have heard, but, uh, you know, he tells a good story and he weaves an interesting tale. Um, as you are enjoying tonight's festivities, is there anything else that you'd like to do um, RP-wise? Or I do have something uh, kind of for the last five or ten minutes of this episode, but if you guys want to do anything now, go for it. No. Finish the pitcher of ale. I'm gonna go. All right, I'm gonna go look to see if we can find any other captains that we can hop aboard with. Cambria's gonna go around yeah, the family to ask them how they're where they're going. Okay, sure. Uh, so we'll start with that. So the halfling, um, the halfling family uh, is you know toiling with like the, the dad is kind of holding two of them like kind of down on the chair like please sit please just finish your chicken nuggets guys come on please just come on do it for daddy and like the mom is trying to like chase the other you know little girl around the table like trying to sit her down like it just looks like chaos uh, and the dad finally notices you after about 40 seconds of you awkwardly standing near the table uh hi sorry are we being too loud I, I, i'm sorry this is we don't often do this no, it's uh it's totally fine i remember being uh, a little guy myself uh doesn't seem like that long ago sometimes you know what i mean 
Um, so, uh, I was just, uh, my compatriots, I gesture to the, uh, to the very respectable looking crew of people behind me. Uh, and I ran into some trouble on the river and we're just, you know, see if we can, you know, pay our passage with another ship. Uh, we were just wondering if you guys were heading north or south in the morning. Uh, you said you're heading to Capuan? Yeah. We're just leaving from there. We're actually going down, uh, to Mephildir, uh, to visit my sick mom. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really sorry that we couldn't be of any more help, but we're, we're heading in the opposite direction. Oh, uh, you might get lucky with somebody else. I, I, I just don't guys, know. I'm really sorry. Did you guys own a boat, or did you rent a boat? Like, if we... Uh, we, 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 we oh, rent yeah, Where did boat. you rent the boat from? Is it, like, a company? Like, do they have distinctive markings on their boats or anything? Oh, that's a great question. I'm really not sure. Like the boat um, that you rented, there's no defining features Capilon. of this boat? None, none that I can think okay. of, no. Well, uh, hey, you you get down in the field here, I, you know, have a good time. I got, it's, I've got heard it's a crazy place. Uh, watch out for Warforged. Uh, not like that one, though. Like, like crazy unofficial one. But you didn't hear that from me. Uh, and then I kind of just awkwardly, like, knock on the table, like a little, uh... And then just kind of turn around and leave. Like a little house of cards. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, and they're like, oh, and then I'm not in okay. season three and it's worse, but it's okay because he really can't be there. When you pointed at me, I did like a, like a, I don't really know how to smile, but I tried to smile with the jaw. Like just menacingly showing teeth. your roar forged teeth. Yeah. yeah. Why did, like a why did they give him teeth? Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> For so the kids. For the kids. Dad's gonna look at Chode and say, uh, yeah, I think finding us a ride is a good idea. And then I'm gonna look at the hooded, blue hooded figure and the uh, half work, and then I'll just say, which one do you want, Chode? Uh, you talk to one, I'll talk to the other, and let me know if you can find us a ride. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take the, uh, the half work. He seems more my speed. Okay, so you approach the half-orc. Hey, is it... Hey, excuse me, um... Sorry what to, is it? Sorry to interrupt you. Um, are you traveling to Capilon after this? Yeah, what's it to you? Me and uh, my motley crew of compatriots over there. We're looking to uh, hop aboard a, a ship and... Uh, uh, ship hundred gold. A hundred gold? Hundred gold. I won't ask any questions. I don't even need to talk to you. A hundred gold. It's uh, a good deal. You see what's out there? You guys walk, you guys are going to get fucked up by monsters or hyenas or... I even saw a troll on my way up here. Jinx, in the background. Fuck hyenas. Uh, <laughs> that troll running away, clutching something to his chest. Throw that dick cannon. That dick right. cannon. Um, I'll think about it. Cause... You can try and like persuade him, or yeah. but you can try and RP out of this. Look, uh, there's there's only four. How big? How big is your boat? Like, is it mm. a bit bigger than standard? Can it can it hold four boxes and four peoples? Easy. I, I mind message. Him. I can also guarantee you security. I've got a crew of fine warriors. Ask him if the crew is on the boat. Won't have to worry about a thing. I'm just gonna put that yes. in his head. Where's your crew? 
What's it to you, bud? Well, I just gotta... If I'm paying you all this gold, I gotta make sure that you're not lying to me about yes. this seven crew. Oh, well, some of them are upstairs sleeping. I've got two, three, keeping watch over the ship. Cambrio's just shaking his head, but he's behind the orca. He's like, as soon as he hears they're on the ship, he's like, oh, it's no good. It's no good, man. I'll tell you what. I'll talk to my people, but we might only be able to get 80 gold. Uh, roll me a persuasion check. Twelve. Um, he goes, if you're looking for a deal, you're barking up the wrong tree. Vanguard doesn't cut deals. If you want to ride, hundred gold. Fair enough. I'll be back. Uh, okay. Uh, so you say you're trying with the Vanguard? Approach the hooded V E N G A R Vanguard. Good evening, sir. Wait, sorry. Actually, I can't see the person. You said hooded figure. I'm not going to come out hot, I guess, sir. Um, if I sit down beside the person, would I be able to see what they look like? Um, here's a question for you. If you sat down with a hood on, would they be able to tell what you looked like? Yeah, unless the person was, like, burying their head in the table. Like, you said they were watching the show, so I assume their head is, like, up and looking. Yeah, I would say that um, there are certain features that are... I guess harder to see with a hood, but yeah, you're right. It's it's mainly easy enough to see. Um, handsome individual uh, looks to be human, um, or perhaps tiefling. You're not 100 percent sure, but like very beautiful, uh, pock-free skin um, has uh, black eyebrows and blue eyes, uh, and the blue robe uh, that he wears is intricately kind of stitched with uh, yellow finery uh, that marks some, it looks almost like dwarven runes or, or, or non-common runes on his back. Um, looks normal enough. All right, uh, so I'll sit down beside and then, uh, good evening. Uh, do I know you? Uh, no, you don't, but uh... Me and the boys are looking for a ride into Capilon. Just uh, seeing if anyone has a little extra space on their ship. Well, if you're looking for a ship, you're talking to the wrong guy. Uh, I'm uh, I'm taking a uh, cart myself. Cart? Cart would do if you've got the space. We're really just trying to get into town. Uh, that might be difficult. Uh, and he's kind of like doing some internal math. You're going to have to roll a charisma or a persuasion check to see what the outcome of his decision is. Yeah. Uh, listen, it's it's just four of us, four, uh, four crates, and look, we could we could throw a few bucks your way. We're not, uh, we're not looking to disturb too much, just looking to hitch a ride. Well, that'll be my attempt at persuasion. Okay. Eleven. He goes, uh, listen kid. Uh, and it's funny because he doesn't look much older than you. Listen, kid. Uh, you seem alright. You seem like you don't mean much harm and it seems like you're I don't know. You seem cut from a good cloth. Something about you. But given the 
importance of what I'm hauling. I really can't afford strangers uh, to, to be with me right now. Um, you might just be better off hauling tail with somebody else. Sorry, kid. No, I, hey, I, uh, I hear you. We, uh, we definitely appreciate wanting to keep the, uh, the haul intact. But uh, if you change your mind, you want to make a little extra coin, you know, that's what we're all doing this for, right? Then uh, mm. let me know. He does. He did. He, he made a weird face at that. Comment. Yeah. Oh, I could tell that he's not just doing this for coin. Look at the way he's dressed. It's not so. Um, but uh, hey, cheers. You want another one? And I'll just kind of stand up, give him a point, like I'll order him a drink. Thank him for his time. Uh, he goes hitting the hay early, boss, but, uh, you know what? I don't know why, but I'm feeling nice right now. And he kind of puts, a uh, silver down on the table, and he says, Lou, your next picture's on me. Thanks, didn't, uh, didn't catch your name, stranger. Uh, <laughs> you promise not to laugh? Uh, no, I don't. It's, uh... <clears throat> the chain? <laughs> it's just the I'm chain. not looking at the chain. I thought it was going to be chain. Craig spelled normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's not chain. Craig spelled normal. Would, yeah, you, uh, would you pick up a name like that? Uh, maybe, uh... Maybe a story for if we ever do travel together. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 funny, but unimportant. And he kind of just, uh, you know, smiles and shakes his head. You can roll an insight, or you can try and pry further if you'd like, but he's not giving you anything. I'm good, good at this exact moment. Okay. And uh, so I'll head back to the table. Um... Joe, any uh, any luck? Well, I got good news and I got bad news. Just the good news the good is news. the good news is that halfling will or the half orc will uh, will give us passage on this boat, and he's got a crew to help us in case anything goes sideways. Um, he'll leave us alone and he won't ask anything, but uh, it's a hundred gold take his, uh, his ship and uh, he don't uh, he don't uh, take any uh, any pay cuts so that's a, uh, that's a big chunk of change Cambio kind of that looks around like a lot. conspiratorially goes you know it's actually a hundred gold to pay for passage on the ship it costs nothing to take the ship um, well, there's guards on his ship right now, but... He's, how many, did he, did he tell you how many guards are there? Three. Two or three. What if I told you that I might be able to be very persuasive? How persuasive is persuasive? It's at this time that the bard on stage says... And now for my final song of the night. Play Wonderwall. Wonder. <laughs> Closing. Time. How did you know? <laughs> um, 
So we will pick up from Chode and Karimbro, but I will say that things happen regardless of your conversations in this world. Um, if any of you are interested, you look towards the stage, and uh, he says, It's now the moment you've all been waiting for. My last song. But he lays his lute to the side and pits, uh, pulls up a stool sits and then begins fully just casting magic with his fingers. He goes, it's not so much a song as it is a visual story of an important yet forgotten part of Kumdorian history. Uh, arcane fog begins rising from the stage as the bard seemingly disappears behind the smoke. Suddenly a flash of light as the title credits come up across this arcane show. The Cursed Tragedy of the White Wastes. And it's literally like you're watching a movie right now. He begins to speak. He says, Many years ago, King Thane Stormboot set his eyes on a map and noticed that there was more land to the south of his kingdom. The foggy screen shows the modern island of Kumdor, uh, but the three provinces to the south of Kumdor, Tidalbrook, Deer, and Weirkazam, all have distinct individual lines and colors, creating a seeming separation. King Thane was able to coax the halflings and the humans of Tidalbrook into his new kingdom with promises of shared wealth and of glory. The map changes and you can see that the envelopment of Tidalbrook into the northern province of Kumdor, as the illusion shows, King Thane, um, a powerful muscular dwarf with salt and pepper beard, shaking hands with Rosemary Tuliptoe, dressed in her flowery garb. Uh, you would know her as the governor of Tidalbrook. It took many years, but eventually Thane was able to absorb the wild men of deer into the fold as well. You look at the map, and it now also envelops a deer to the east, becoming the same color as Tidalbrook and Kumdor. Behind it, scenes of fire and war flash as Thane stands over a kneeling Leonin man. The last province to cultivate was the strangest of all, the White Wastes of Weir Gazam. And prestidigitation like fireworks and pops and stuff are going off. Awesome. Thane sent out hundreds of families, both dwarven, human, and halfling, out to the wastes. A goal of turning the barren wasteland into a resource for his kingdom. However, only a handful of those families ever returned, and like the fog screen shows um, like refugees kind of walking um, and running from uh, like fire and smoke on the horizon. When his messages were ignored by the local government body, Thane sent out a batch of soldiers to investigate. Many of them did not return home either. The few who did reported that the towns had barely been erected. It looked like they'd been only there a month before destruction hit. Many of the families were petrified and turned into stone. Large swaths of soot and dust were strewn around the village, as if buildings had all been set ablaze. Worst of all, reports of a hideous, tentacled monster. Though we cannot know for sure, rumor is that the monster will roam the lands for all eternity. 
destroying any attempt at colonization of its lands. And then you can see on the fog screen a silhouette of a monster destroying towns and frying families on the fog screen. The last scene on the fog screen looks like the artist's interpretation of the monster. It looks almost like a huge dinosaur with a large set of teeth, 30 tentacles erupting from its head and its body. The performer, with a snap of his finger, ends the magic performance, bows, and says, thank you all. There is a, a applause from the individuals. I don't know if you would uh, be clapping at this point. Jinx is going to use his, his trumpet tusk. Okay, yeah, so he's kind of like taking a bow and stuff and everything on the stage. But you do notice, um, what is uh, everybody's passive perception? Uh, let's see. 14. Uh, 17. Okay. At that last sentence where he's describing this monster and you can see the silhouette of it and he's trying to make like a big like, ooh, this is the spooky part of my story. Uh, you can actually tell Jinxie that the chain, or I guess you wouldn't know him as the chain, but the blue hooded figure in the back uh, almost like scoffs at that and laughs um, and kind of shakes his head. Oh, like the whole story kind of thing? Uh, the whole story okay. as if like, come on, like you got to be kidding. This is ridiculous. Um, and it's actually at that point that he uh, gets up and uh, walks assumingly up to bed. Uh, and it's here that Vengar approaches your table and goes up to Chode and says, what's it going to be? Yes, no, we're leaving at sunrise tomorrow. So I need to know right now. What do we think, guys? Cambrio hasn't said or done anything since the beginning of this story. And he looks Vanguard dead in the eye, right, looks him up and down, looks him dead in the eye and just goes, no. And then just turns his gaze away from him and just starts staring off into space. <laughs> and he turns around and kind of storms out. And he goes actually back out to his ship. He doesn't go outside. Or he doesn't go upstairs, he goes outside. Jinx, Jinxie's going to lean over to uh, Zed and say... I guess your friend didn't like the show too much. And kind yeah, of like, I mean, it was a bit over the top. Uh, speaking of that guy, I I think if we talk to him in the morning, we might be able to hitch a ride still. I, I, uh, he wasn't totally in, but I feel like there's some wiggle room. I figured we'd give him some space, but I think we, we'd get up at the, you know, crack of down and that's that's good down I always forget we get up at the crack of dawn maybe we could uh, give another crack at it then otherwise I mean look for uh, for that guy fucking hundred gold save us a couple hours and also what's to say the threat of hopping on a heavily guarded and you know weaponized ship is is any worse than taking a stroll through the woods we've made it this far. What about your plan, Captain? Your friend didn't like the story, eh? I mean, I didn't notice. I kind of like do a shoulder check, see that he's not Can't there really, like, anymore. The scoff, like saw it. Where's his boat? He doesn't have a boat. He's uh. He's got a Even cart. better. We're going. And then Cambria turns up and walks out. 
back towards the carts where the carts were. Okay. Yeah, so uh, pretty sure we all agreed. I guess if he's left, you wouldn't hear this, but like, I'm pretty sure we all agreed we're going to catch some rest. I'll drive. And... You guys can sleep. You, oh, you're back? Yeah. Psychic. Okay. Uh, you hear you hear okay. it in your head as I'm walking out of the bar. Like I'm just going. You guys, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to explain things a I'll little talk better. Talk outside, guys. Just I was really hoping that you would follow with me and just be with the captain. Uh, but trust me, meet me outside. We're getting out of here. I'll go get the boxes. Actually, meet Jinxie's me by the stables first. <laughs> Bring Jinxie. Alright, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So there's there's stables outside and show you remember where the outside shed was uh, with the boxes. Um, he still hasn't because it's only been about forty minutes or so. Uh, there's about fifteen boxes that he's kind of slowly loading into the shed as you approach. Um, but your boxes are still all outside, so it would be easy enough to kind of collect your uh, boxes without too much of a headache. So we can kind of just say that, that happens if that's all. Uh, but let's pick up at the stables. Alright, so you guys show uh Cap's gonna point out to Jinxie. Jinxie, I need you to be a horse. A horse? Yeah. We're not taking a horse. We're just gonna. All right. I owe you guys an explanation. This probably got a little weird. The story's not funny because it's true. My family's was one of the families that went to Weir Kazan. My family's was one of the few families that actually made it out of there. And we didn't make it get out whole. Okay? So this guy's, I don't know, whatever fucking dwarf stick or whatever shit's up his ass, for him to fucking laugh at something that he has no knowledge of, of the pain or the just devastation this caused. You know when they talked about the petrification? That's real. I saw the bodies. I thought they were statues. And it was fathers holding their children in just anguish on their face forever. So fuck this guy. Fuck his cart. I don't give a shit what he's doing. I'm taking his cart. If you uh, guys are my crew, which ones like I hope you are, cart. you'll be here with me. Aye, aye. So there are four carts in front of the uh, cabin. Cambria has a plan for that as well. So three of them look to be uh, kind of cloth covered with um, not too much refinery on it. There is one that is much larger, uh, fully wooden all the way around, and uh, a lot more fortified than uh, these other uh, carts. Uh, look, if I was to guess, it's probably this one. I don't one. have to guess. That guy did not come from a lack of money, that's for sure. Uh, so the storyteller did get one thing wrong. It wasn't just humans and halflings and dwarves who went out there. Uh, and as Cambria says the next word, uh, he changes into a copy of the guy at the bar. He goes, we were there too. Me and my family. And I'm gonna walk up to Craig and be like, I'm actually uh, heading out tonight, and I'm just gonna need to grab my cart and go. So, so you you trans you transform into, into the, the chain. Okay, I didn't know if you meant no. better. Yeah, sure. He goes. Oh, um, 
Sure, yeah. Let me just, uh, do you want your horses oh, right now, or? Uh, yeah, actually, I will take the horses. Uh, yeah, we'll be good to go. Sure. So after a couple minutes or so, uh, two large, uh, essentially like war horses, like these big fuckers, uh, get drawn out of the stable. Uh, they get hooked up to the cart, and he says, uh, oh, did you make some friends in there? What? Are they joining uh, your party? Yeah, I just, you know, I've... I've... Just needed, you know, it's it's better not being alone out here. That's great. And you know what? It looks like you appreciate love, too, because these lo- these lovebirds are just gorgeous. And he uh, lets you go. Perfect. Uh, still as the chain, I shake his hand and do the French kiss. Um, so just, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then I look at the boys and I said, it looks like if we don't need you to be a horse, but if you want to, that's fine. We're out. <clears throat> And Camryo's going to take the reins. Okay, is there, is there anything else we want to do before we end tonight's episode? Yeah, so uh, Zed is going to climb into the carriage. Or, uh, no, or, you're not. It is locked. So in the front, then? What do yeah. we got for seating? There is one bench along the front that will fit two of you comfortably. All right. Zed's going to go sit on the bench. Okay. And he's going to reach into his bag, and he's going to pull out... Uh, the diary that John gave me. And he's okay. just going to look at it. Okay. Um, we will probably start next episode with that, um, if that's okay. But is there anything else that the three of you want to do? Is there a space for Jinxie and I? Like if you... No, you would need to... Carriers kind of whispers to you guys. Unlock just... the back. So you guys make it a hundred yards or so from the cabin. You feel like you're um, in okay. the clear. Um, and then I'm just going to tinker with it till it opens with uh, my thieves' tools. Okay, please roll me a sleight of hand back and add your proficiency bonus. Uh, so that's a 14 plus 6. So that would be 20. Dirty 20. Okay, so this is going to be the... Uh, most cliffhanger episode of all time. Ends with a click. After click revealing, hanger. after revealing his uh, heritage as a changeling, uh, Cambrio unlocks the back of the carriage and opens the door to uh, Cambrio. A flood of history and emotion hits you as you see a huge dead beholder in the back of this carriage. This is the monster from Weirgazan that you saw as a child. And that is where what? we're going to end tonight's episode. What? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, my. In I the back? fucking called you were a changeling, you bastard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who didn't look at my character sheet in the in the campaign, I appreciate you. Because it just says changeling on there. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review five stars for the five stars of the show. A special thanks to Matthew for designing our map and to Isabel for creating our art. You can find their work on Instagram at Matthews underscore makings and at Laco Miles, L-A-C-O-M-Y-L-E-S. Thanks as well to Drew Hewitt and Arcane Anthems for doing our theme and background music. For music you too can use, visit patreon.com slash arcane anthems to add the perfect theme to your home game. 
You can follow more Eldritch Buds news on Instagram at Eldritch Buds or on our subreddit at r slash Eldritch Buddies.